Welcome to another episode of Under the Ropes. This is episode number 10 with your pals, Mario O'Brien. Mario, what's going on? Very happy to be on Under the Ropes again. Yes, Under the Ropes. You got a hee-haw. You got a hee-haw. It's summertime. You know, there isn't as much ski news right now, and we haven't given you guys one of these gifts in a while, so... Here I gotta is, say, baby. summertime is not is not the skier's favorite, and COVID summertime sucks. I just have to say. We talked about it last week on the yeah. episode two fifty one. We used to be just miserable in the summer, and just like complaining about the summer and not skiing. But this, like now, it's just we're so busy that there's so much else going on. You just kind of you you <laughs> you go to sleep, you wake up, and you're like, oh wow, it's actually the fall already. Nice. It's almost time to ski. Dude, I was talking I like to somebody that. the other day. I was like, you know, I was just getting settled into the summertime now. And I'm like, back like to it's over. Like, like in down here in Florida, they're going back to school in like two weeks. Holy cow. <laughs> really? That early? Yeah. Man. So it's kind of interesting. So Bodie is going to go to school virtually. So he's going to go to school before he actually goes away to school. Because the school is up north. Isn't that wild? Hmm. That is pretty so wild. So go to school before going to school. But he's going to hockey school. So it's like, get the school under your belt. Like, try to get as much in in the two weeks because you're going to be playing hockey. The rest is it of like, the time. A, like hockey history, <laughs> like hockey art, <laughs> hockey science? <laughs> hockey art. You just do some shit with like sticks and like make hockey. It's make hockey drawing, stuff. You got to make a Stanley Cup out of like a ceramics. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Remember it's that? Um, Dude, remember that that Islander game we went to? It was Islanders Lightning is playoffs. Islanders freaking lost in overtime. Yep. And it was in Brooklyn. And remember yep. that picture I have with that guy that brought in his own fucking Tupperware and tinfoil and made a Stanley Cup in the st- and he's walking around with it. I was like, this guy's dedicated legit. to the game. I remember I giving like, a t shirt away to some like British couple on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like right. some like we got the t shirts and like there was some British I think they were here for the weekend or something. I'm like, like, hey, man, have a shirt. You're like, have a shirt. Good. Yeah. They go, they go back to like everybody in New York is so, everybody's <laughs> so great in the, in, in Brooklyn. Everyone just is drunk and gives you free shirts. It's wonderful. That's right. They're the so Brooklyn kind. subway is so great. I recommend it to everyone. Middle of the night, two in the morning. No problems at all. Of course. It's yep. totally safe. So thank you so much for checking this out. We are available at skibonepodcast.com with all of our info. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate, subscribe, follow us on the old socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped, skibum, at skibonepodcast. If you want to send us an email, skibonepodcast at gmail.com. So, Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for Opray Today. What do you got today? Opray Today. All right, so before we get into our operate today, I want to talk about some of the great beers that I've been drinking. So I would say they're not so great, but they were on sale. So, <laughs> well, they're great from an affordability perspective, not even well, a I like flavor per- perspective. So I think I've talked about it on the show. I like Peroni, right? That's one of my favorite. Like, it's kind of owned by a mass producer, but like, it just reminds me of Italy, right? Nice Italian well, beer. It's like the Olive Garden of, of Italian beers. Exactly. Gets the so job done. I love it. 
they had six packs, buy one, get one free. I don't even understand Florida, man. Like, how does, how do people like, (laughs) like Florida just has everything going for it these days. Dude, I'm like, so did you not move this? Cause it was the same price, but you get an extra one free. So I bought, so me being a frugal shopper, I went in, I got a case of beer. I got another case free. I got some cans, some bottles. I mixed it up. I'm like, whatever, man, if I'm at the beach, I want to just do the cans, you know, at the pool, I want to do the bottles at home. So I've been chipping away at those all week. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta really stop. (laughs) Like it's a little too accessible. But uh, so that's been my Opre weekly beer this this week. Then there are margaritas. There's a lot of Opres going on. But my Opre today is um, took it a little classy. So another buy one, get one that was on sale. <laughs> so Montepacino de Abruzzo, the Bosco, which I've got in New Jersey. I've gotten it everywhere else. Yeah, nice. Usually about $11, $12 a bottle, right? Buy one, get one free this week. So what did I do? Between my me between me and my wife, I think we got probably about twelve to fourteen bottles. So for you audio listeners, this is a wine. This is not a eleven dollar beer. Yeah. Oh yes. So this is a bottle Big of wine. Difference. It's really good. It's a uh I believe this is from and this is a DOC, which is uh I don't even know how to say this in time. It's uh Dinamaza Dinamaza Din I don't know. Frank's gonna butcher us on this, but oh boy. uh it's the it kind of goes with the area, they get a certification, and then there's the DOCG, which is a level above this. But this is pretty good. I think it's Piedmont region, but I'm not sure. Probably talking nice. a lot of shit. So anybody that's like familiar with wine is probably gonna be like, that guy's an asshole. But it's a Montepacino de Abruzzo, and it's very good. It's the Bosco. Um, I've had this before. Very delicious. Good red wine. Had it with uh, a few. <laughs> I got to say, I've had it with a few uh, meals this week already. With your quarter pounder with cheese? <laughs> Actually, yesterday we had a nice little roast chicken, little mashed potatoes and gravy, little yeah, asparagus. That. Asparagus is in season. So, um did that today. I had leftovers. So perfect. Boom. Beautiful. Good with leftovers. Uh, nice little tannins, rich. So I don't go for any of the sweet. So by accident, my wife got a, it's actually listed as a sweet red wine. And I'm like, why would you buy this? This is really terrible. But <laughs> I remember when I first started drinking wine, I was like, hey, it tastes like Coke. This is great. So. Well, we'll talk like more about sauce. Coke later on in the podcast. Aha. Uh-huh. I was talking about, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so she, she had that other, it's a sweet red wine. I'm like, oh my God, this is really pretty horrible. So we got rid of that. I actually dumped it down the drain. And uh, this one's nice. It's a little dry, you know, full flavored. This is good with, this is a good steak wine. I would say this is good with meats, maybe some vegetables. Definitely good with cheeses. It's good. This is middle of the road to if you like your your bold heavy reds. So very nice. That that's in my wheelhouse, and Beautiful. I think this is a second bottle tonight. Just saying, after okay. a gummy or two, you know, stuff kind of goes on. Chilling and illing. Yep. And I don't mean a black forest gummy. 
Not so juicy. Yeah, I mean a real gummy. Oh, oh, we know. Up, <laughs> bang into the microphone. So that's oh, hey, you know happened. what? It's, this is the Under the Ropes podcast. These things are more likely to happen. Let's be honest. This, this is what we do. It's a little more, more messy. If you haven't been to an Under the Ropes, this is welcome to the room. Welcome. Yes, welcome. So, so I, Brian, what you got? I am having a delicious beer. I'm actually trying to trying to dial back the drinking across the board. So this is my first drink of the week. It's Thursday. We're recording this. I mentioned last week on our episode 251 that we had our little meetup at Big Snow and our pal Brian from up in Massachusetts. I mean, great guy, great dad. Daughter's an awesome little skier. He's like, hey, guys, I know you guys love beers. I'm in Massachusetts. I will stop at Treehouse and get you whatever you guys want. Like, oh, that's like so awesome. A, a kind, awesome gesture. People so, helping oh, people. I like that. Dude, million percent. If you're on Instagram, follow him, Brian K. Skiing. He's like, oh, yeah, here's the menu. I'll pick up whatever you guys want. So I decided to go, and I actually only got one four pack. That's how much restraint I showed. So again, trying you're to be nice. Back you're a being bit. courteous. You got to be courteous. Yeah. I got the. Good old, very hazy because oh, sounds haze, and looks delicious. Haze is really good, and very hazy is just another level of that goodness. I don't know if you can really see it so well in my I don't see the pour. frosty mug crackles it, so you can't see it that well. The frosty mug kind of takes a little bit of the view away from it, but I can it. see the haze in it. I've mm. seen uh, the clear ones that's yeah. That looks like milky haze. It's nice. It's delicious. It clocks in at 8.6% ABV. Damn. Pungent grapefruit notes greet your palate while an underlying current of soft tropical fruit dances in the background. And the big thing that they talk about is the the velvetiness. It does feel kind of like thick and creamy. It's, it's like cream ale, right? Like, oh, it's just, it's treehouse, man. They just kill it up there. So, they Brian, thank right. you very much for bringing this down to me. I think I still have one That's more sweet. left of these awesome, very hazies. So, I'm going to have one more to enjoy in the near future. But I think oh. I'm very envious that he lives so close there that he's like, hey, I'll just swing by and just get you some. It's nice. He lives close to treehouse and he's close to Berkshire East. So, nice. he's got skiing and beer right there. I think I have to, um, seeing as I'll be up in the Northeast, probably Boston, the Massachusetts area, the New Hampshire area, probably a lot more than I've ever been this year. I think I may have to start planning some trips to Treehouse. I do get extra luggage. So I'll <laughs> just like From- chuck it right in the luggage. From Boston, I don't know. Well, the thing is, if you're in Boston, you also have Trillium there. I as know. we have experienced many times. If you can the, get beer. If you can get beer, yes. So you got a lot of you got some good can, options. Yeah, I gotta I gotta look in, I gotta plan some routes. Like one thing I don't get is why doesn't New Hampshire have good beer? I may find out. Like Maine's if I'm gonna got, be there that Maine's much. got great beer. Vermont's got great beer. Mass has great beer. What what is going on in New Hampshire? They're just like we're not going to make any beer. I know they make what is it? Um, 
smutty nose like that's that's from there well so smutty nose they actually holy shit wait a minute smutty nose there's a connection down oh sea dog not smutty nose so do they own smutty nose no sea dog owns another one never mind the smutty nose connection doesn't go because sea dog looks similar to the label of smutty nose and that's what i said to somebody when i went to a smutty uh sea dog place down here Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sea Dog bought. They're not. I don't think they're part of the big conglomerate chains. Um, but I still don't see. get like again. You got great beers in Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts. What is up with New Hampshire beers? Unless maybe they're just so awesome and so small. I don't even know about them. That's entirely possible too. I think it's the placeholder cool? for High Flute and Ski Bum Brewing. That's gonna <laughs> go up there. Uh, this next year. That's why I'm really going up there, just to let everybody know. Uh, yeah. This is it. This is the reveal party right now. We're revealing feature. all the all the rumors are going to be and all the you know conspiracy theories are all going to be validated right here. Yes, we are going to go up there big time, bigly. We're going to go bigly. Well, We're going to get like Putin s- money. We're going <laughs> to invest it. I do like seeing that this, this one brewery says it opens at 8 a.m. I mean, that's a place that does not fuck around. <laughs> no fucks. Northwoods Brewing Company opens at 8 a.m. Friday. Damn, I love that. Hey, yeah. man. Gotta be open. Gotta be open to sell some beer, right? All right. See, so maybe I'm just really stupid because I went to nhbeer.org and there's obviously like there's tons of breweries all over the place. Yeah, got, anything good? Good? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't yeah. I have no idea. They have the vulgar brewing, which I mean, you gotta even I want to check that place out just because of the name. There's hmm. Smut Labs Brewery and Kitchen. Oh, Sea Dog Brewing, Exeter. Boom. There's your Sea Dog you were talking about. There's Sea Dog, but they bought somebody big that uh I don't think it was Smutty Nose. It was it was either Shipyard. I think they bought Shipyard. Really? Yes, Pumpkin, right? Because so, I remember. Is it Pumpkin? No, no, no. Pumpkin is uh Southern Tier. God damn it, I'm all over the place. Pumpkin Head is uh Shipyard. Pumpkin Head. Um, but Shipyard, let me just see. Yeah. Shipyard that. was in Maine. They're in uh, Portland, Maine. So Shipyard's the largest brewing in Maine. Owning Shipyard is Sea Dog Brewing Company. Oh, okay. <laughs> Contracted with Gritty McDuff's Brewing Company. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. Ah, oh, you know Gritty McDuff. Yes, I do. <laughs> Gritty McDuff yes. sent me. If you go in there, say Gritty McDuff sent me. I think we get a free beer. See, another urban legend conspiracy theory being validated right here. So again, looking on this nhbeer.org. And again, I see a lot of like you know micro brews. I, I don't know if I had any beers from any of them. So, but I did see that. The University of New Hampshire has a craft brewing program. Boom. That's pretty awesome. See, that's that's good. You got to get the kids brewing. Like, you got to keep them off the pipe, off the pole, but on the brew. Well, you know, they just got to have a chemistry program, right? 
That should be one That's of the awesome. courses you got to take. How to make so math team. How to make beer. So Boda's team is in New Hampshire. I think they, they're close to Exeter. I think they play Exeter. So there's an Exeter Sea Dog. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to hit all the Sea Dogs I can. I mean, you could just go to the... Isn't there an Exeter Brewing Company? There actually is. I could go to a lot of brewing companies. We'll see. But there is no tasting room at that time. Breakaway Beer Works in Manchester. Spyglass in Nashua. Nashua? I'll be in Nashua. <clears throat> Spyglass. I've heard of Spyglass. Czar's Brewery in Exeter. Hmm. You got some options. All right. I got to look at Spyglass. I think I, I've seen them somewhere. I don't know if I saw a beer or some listed somewhere or short blurb about them, but I got to figure that out. And Nashua's got like you know, three three breweries there, so... Yeah, well, Nashua is where you stand, Hudson's where he plays, and then all over the place, all over, right around that area. There's nice. Exeter, there's Lowell, there's tons of teams around there, so. You got stuff to do? I got lots of stuff to do. Lots of stuff to do. So there you go. So New Hampshire beer, and, there's plenty of them. And, I there's ski- and let me just say, there's a lot of good skiing up there, too, from what I um, hear. We are going to put that to the test. So again, all right. So I'm going to have one more comment on New Hampshire beer. So I'm on Beer Advocate now. Top right. rated New Hampshire beers. The top one is a 4.3. All right. It's no Haiti Topper, but it'll do. Dude, look at what's being cranked out above you or next to you and below you. And the best yeah. you've given me. Is it 4.38? Oh, here's a 4.46. It's a, a Russian Imperial Stout. I don't think you can actually sort by... See, you lose me at Stout. I'm not a big Stout guy. I don't know. I know, right? I'm like, I'm like a pale ale IPA guy. Like, I've, I've watered down to the, the I'm, pale ale sessions. I'm, I'm a big fan of those. Here we go. Voice of Reason. Kettlehead Brewing Company. Ooh, that's throwing a, but again, it's like 11, 11 votes or 11 uh, ratings. That's 11 friends hanging at the bar one day. Are they all on the same day? Yeah, I need some big numbers. I need to have at least a couple hundred. That's right. You got some metrics, man. You got some like a lot of low fours, which again, you know, nothing wrong with that. But when you're looking at these Vermont beers, you're looking at like everybody's had a low four, four eights. Everybody's had a low four. You want to go for the 10. <laughs> well, you get to a point where if you drive across the border and you're getting heady topper, you know, you're like, why am I even wasting my time here? New Hampshire beers. You're not even keistering. You're just bringing it over. But like, it's it's in my back seat right here. Like, I'm, I'm not even keistering this heady topper. Just saying. I don't really know what's going on, but New Hampshire beers, we'll figure it out. I, I, I don't I don't get it. They also, I mean, too, are the only may- state that hasn't legalized weed up there. They're surrounded. I mean, legal weed surrounded but not legal not legal which is very weird so if it coming from new hampshire there's got to be a place like right on the border like hey you get kind of like pennsylvania the fireworks, fireworks. Is, <laughs> yeah right and the cops sit there they're like would you get in your trunk i saw you leave. that's entrapment man you can't do that yeah, it's bad business not cool man not cool not cool, not cool. speaking of cool how about Glenn Fittick uses whiskey waste to fuel its delivery trucks. Nice. The biogas reduces CO2 emissions by 95% by 
versus the previous delivery trucks. Scotch whiskey maker Glenfiddich has begun converting its delivery trucks to run on low emission biogas made from waste products of its whiskey distilling process as part of a closed loop sustainability initiative. Dude, that's sweet. Yeah, they've installed fueling stations at its Dufftown Distillery in northeastern Scotland that uses technology developed by its parent company, William Grant & Sons, to convert its production waste and residues into ultra-low carbon fuel gas that produces minimal carbon dioxide and other harmful emissions. I love that. It's from Dufftown. There's got to be Duff beer in there. Duffman rules. Yeah. Right? They sold off... Yeah, they usually would uh, sell off spent grains from the malting process to be used for a high-protein cattle feed. But through anaerobic digestion, where bacteria break down organic matter producing biogas, the distillery can also use liquid waste from the process to make fuel and eventually recycle all of its waste products this way. Isn't that weird that they're like, well, this is our spent grain. Let's give it to cattle. Yeah, right. Is that is that good or bad? I don't know, but don't aren't cows supposed to eat grass? Like that's kind of they're like free lawnmowers. Just let them out in your yard. Just let them eat all the well, grass. Yeah, but you get them a little fatter when you get the uh, when you give them grains. That's when you get that nice marble. That's a little treat. Give them a little treat. <laughs> it's like getting dessert. You get a little fatter when you get some dessert. You know, we should give them the uh, the cows there. That's it. So you're saying we fattened ourselves up as humans, as Americans, like getting a little, pretty much have a little McDonald's, but you have a little extra McDonald's little, do you want to supersize that? They said the, uh, the distiller said the biogas cut CO2 emissions by over 95% compared to diesel and other fossil fuels and reduces other particulates and greenhouse gases up to 99%. So what you're saying is that if we really did work at it, the lazy the lazy part is, hey, let's use oil. And the part where you work at it is, let's make this biogas. I mean, yeah, it's really... I, mean, I, I hate to sound like oversimplifying it, but it seems like it's pretty simple because you already have the base product that you need. It's just a matter of giving it one final refinement. Yeah. Which is good that it's a byproduct, right? So I have a problem with where people say, well, you know, biogas is great, but if the demand for biogas would be the same level as, as regular gas, then you'd have to produce biogas for the sake of producing biogas. And then it becomes like inefficient. You have to make way more whiskey, what you're saying. Right. So basically growing rye or whiskey and just, just freaking just taking out crops just for biogas. Yeah. That's where it like jumps. Right. So, yeah, this seems to be like a nice, like harmony right here where you're still, you're still focusing on the, the whiskey, and the scotch, and then whatever's left over, you're making your biogas out of. It's like a, it's a beautiful double win right there. It's a marriage. It's beautiful it marriage. Like beautiful it. thing. It's good. Yep. It's like uh, Jessica Beale and Justin Timberlake. Boom. It's beautiful. I like that. that that's like beautiful. Beautiful how come, kids. How come they don't have like a sex tape? Why is there like pigs that always <laughs> put them out? Like we should be able to because see they're pigs. You know why they don't have sex tape? Because they're classy people and they have people behind the people that make sure that shit doesn't get out. They make love at the Yellowstone Club like the fancy people they are. 
They do whatever they want. And you know what? They have somebody, they have a cleaner. They have a Ray Donovan that works for them that cleans that shit up. And you know what you got to do? If you're listening, Jessica Beal, Justin Timberlake, I think you guys follow us. Right now, I'm telling you, you pay that Ray Donovan guy or the girl, whoever's covering your shit, you pay them a little extra, extra double bonus this year. Because uh, you know what? They're covering a lot of stuff. You got to look back. Something. See, this is kind of like where I get to New Year's. Everybody's like, yo, I want to make a New Year's resolution. You know what you should do? You should reflect on all the bad shit you did in the year and all the people that cover it up. Pay, give them an extra bonus. End of the year, be like, thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks for not showing that sex tape. You know, body help me find, uh, you know, dispose of. Boom. Just give it back. Just, right. just give it back. Give, give it a little back. bit back. Give a little bit back. That's the moral <laughs> of the story here. <laughs> Well, speaking of giving a little bit back. Under the ropes. We're sliding under the ropes. We're going right under the ropes. And you know what? We're keeping it in New Hampshire right now. I think we this went. is like, this is synergistic. Wow, that's well, we were in New Hampshire. Being... We, we took a little <clears throat> trip over to Scotland. We're back to New Hampshire now. This is near this and is dear to very my heart. Near and dear to Brian's heart. Yes. And why is it near and dear? Ford fills Bronco off-rodeo programs, New England void with New Hampshire site. So this is near and dear to my heart because I pre-ordered a Bronco over a year Ooh. ago. Put my Damn. money down. And How much I went, did you put down? Well, it was 100 bucks at first. And then Damn. I went into the dealership. So you can't February. really go in there and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Hold on, mama. You put five grand down and you're like, all right, somebody's well, got to give me some answers. This is not a story, uh, but there was a, um, so all the, like, whenever like a new car comes out now, they always have, you know, all the different models. They're all doing like first editions now. So it's like, oh, they're making a limited number. And this is always oh, a first edition. Dude, the first I paid a hundred bucks to get online for the <clears> Tesla <throat> Cybertruck. I'm I'm one of those guys. Yeah. I, I bought it. Well, no, first edition. So it's like it's pretty much the highest end model. Like the first year they make the car. So the Bronco they did that. They made like six thousand total. It sold out immediately. Someone wow. put one on eBay this week. So this is a car. I mean, I think it starts at like. I mean, I think those those particular ones are like fifty something thousand. The first editions. He put it on eBay for a hundred and fifty k. And you know what? Hold I guarantee you, someone's going to buy it. Boom. That's the kind of Boom. world we live in now. Rich people are like, I'm paying to to eliminate <laughs> the time it would take to buy one myself. You know, like, that's really what it is. It's time. Dude, you got to be that asshole that when you die, your kids are like, I don't know, my dad wouldn't let me go into the garage, had this thing covered, and then they aren't covered. It's a first edition fucking Bronco from now. And Dude, going, I'm going, well, what, what the hell is, remember that guy out in that's Colorado? That's why you got to buy two. You got to buy two. <laughs> Well, it's like when you buy Air Jordans, they say to do you buy two pairs, one to keep and one to wear. But dude, I heard a bunch of a bunch of guys like that where I used to work and they were talking about like all the stuff that they would get and save and trade. And there's all these sites for trading shoes. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, and they're like, oh, I only wore them once. And then I put them with the box and everything. I'm like, people will pay top dollar. It's incredible. The shoe thing is just incredible to me. It's goddamn bananas. Yeah. Blows my absolute mind. Absolute bananas. But with the, uh, so the Bronco thing, so they originally were going to have it in Vermont at South Pomford, Vermont, which is near the Suicide Six ski area, part of the Woodstock Inn and Resort. And that so would have been awesome. 
It's been great. I but been excited to go. All the locals were like, "Hey, man, you know, like there's going to be traffic and there's going to be people driving near the local trails and there's like horses, man. So we can't have that." Well, no. Vermont. What you also have is everybody with COVID is leaving the big cities, and now they're in there going, "Yep, yep, yep, yep." But we don't want the traffic. Yeah. So what Ford has managed to pull off is they've now got it near Gunstock Mountain in Guilford, New Hampshire. And it nice. will play host to the new customer experience center slated to open in August. Gunstock Mountain will join Red Cliffs Lodge in Moab, Utah and Mount Pot- Potassi near Las Vegas when they open August 16th. And there's one near Austin that's opening in June, which is cool. So I'm excited because I, because I pre-ordered my Bronco and I'm not, I've actually pushed it out to a 2022 model because one, I don't have the money right now. And two, they're guaranteeing prices for next year. Another story, no big deal. But, uh, so as a, as a purchaser of this model, I get to, I, I have the option to just sign up, go up for a weekend and learn how to drive this Bronco off road, which is, and super, I told him cool. he's got to take me and I'm not going to drive at all. I'm just going to be the drunken roadie and just kind of hang out. There you go. Got to be some plan, right? Yeah. Can you go in ski season? I am not sure, but maybe. Because that would be a perfect off ski day, like what, you know, rest day thing to do. Instead of riding, you know, um, snowmobiles or anything like that, why don't you go just drive this off road car, just drive this Bronco all over the place? That'd be great. I want to just learn how to launch it. Just send it over like a, like Dukes of Hazard style, like over a creek. Dude, between a backflip on a ski mountain and launching a car, you have some issues right now. You want to get have, things off the ground. You got to get I have, off the ground. <laughs> I have the dreams of an eight-year-old. I know. I'm okay with that. It's like face off. You have to, Brian, launch, right? Yes. Launch skiing. That's- Driving, you want to launch? Yes, that is what I want to do. All about the launch. So, all right. Next up, we got we have the Olympics going on right now, so there's a lot of Olympic stories. So, athletes are going to sleep on anti-sex cardboard beds at the Olympic <laughs> Games. Now, there's a there's a runner that came out and is like claiming that this is what's going to happen is that. According to one athlete, you're you're gonna. <laughs> this is just horrible. So, um, you're gonna sleep on a bed that's designed to collapse under the weight of fornication to discourage sex, um, or you're gonna be on a regular bed. So it depends what team you're with. But uh, beds that being installed by uh, Tokyo Olympic Village will be made of cardboard aimed at avoiding intimacy among athletes. So I got to say, you know, the Olympic village is made for banging because they're, you, you know, and I had a conversation with my wife about this, right? You're in your prime, right? You're in Peak your physical condition and your hormones are raging because you're competing. You're just fucking an animal. You just, and you are the number. I don't know. You're in the top 20 in the entire planet of what you do. And you're meeting all these other people that are top 20 in the planet 
of doing what they do and they're beautiful and they're in shape and they're just like, of course shit happens, right? Little, you know, Cupid's out there shooting people with arrows. That's what happens. Could you imagine if you were like a a medal? (laughs) Imagine if you were like, like a shot putter guy and you saw like your dream hammer throw girl. (laughs) <laughs> and now you guys wanted to go back to your hotel room and you're like 580 pounds of like humans and you just want to like you just finished your events you both podiumed you want to celebrate all over each other how's that going to go down i don't here's know the thing. you got to treat yourself to like the ritz carlton that night <laughs> <laughs> that's right but here's the thing like this is something so they've been having the olympics games since Zeus was alive, right? Since like the 20s when the official one started. I think Zeus was born in uh, (laughs) 2000 BC. He actually knew about Christ and named his date. And that's when they, and that's when they started. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but I think the official Olympic games started when in the twenties, like when did they really, I think it was the early, like 1900 ish, 1906, maybe. And then six bully. We're going to go to the Olympic games when they're having the world fairs. Remember that? That's pretty cool. Vaguely. I missed the World Fairs. Um, last one was in Knoxville, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember the Simpsons being like, Knoxville. 1896. Look at that. I was close. Off by 10 years. Boom. In Athens. 1896. That was the modern games started what? in 1896. What? That's right. That's where they started the dog pound. <laughs> 280 anyway. athletes, all male from 12 countries. Sexism. Damn, Running rampant in the 1890s. Talk about <laughs> flying that flag, man. You're doing whatever you got to do there. Uh, so Olympic officials have set up 18,000 cardboard beds in the notoriously sex-crazed Athletes Village, according to this magazine. I'm not going to give them like, any props. Uh, but the beds will be able to withstand the, the weight of a single person to avoid situations beyond sports. I see no problem. Distance runners, even four of us can do. Uh, but they're saying they're 100% recyclable. Um, yeah. And they're saying that they basically know that this is going to cock block a lot of people. Um, man, these people, I mean, these, these people, all these athletes figured out a way to become the best in their sport at, you know, of, of thousands of people competing in the same thing. They're not going to figure out a way to, to have sex. if They want to, they're going to find a way. They're going to find a way. They're going to get down. So here's the thing. Like, so the Olympic village has been notorious for like, a lot of people hooking up because they're in, like we said, in shape, hormones raging, they're in the prime, blah, blah, blah. So they know this is happening, right? And this is one of the, the things that comes comes up, whether it's the forefront or these little side things that come up, um, that stuff's going on, right? For sure. And if you think about, even if you think about an athlete, right? You're a, a high, highly tuned athlete training like crazy. You're avoiding any distraction. You're done with your event. That's it. I have nothing else to do in this Olympics but hang out. What are you doing? You get a party and stuff. When's happens, the next time right? I got to throw a shot put? Months <laughs> exactly. away. Exactly. 
months away. So they said in Tokyo Olympics, they're distributing a cachet of condoms to the athletes, which they always do, uh, as they have at every Olympic game since 1988. They started distributing condoms. Thanks. Like, Here eight. you go. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Everybody just be safe. So the con- this year, the condom tally is at 16, uh, uh, sorry, 160,000 condoms wow. that they're distributing. And still, that's a far cry from the 450,000 that were doled out for the Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil oh, in 2016. Jesus. So, yeah, everyone's like, Rio's going to be a party. So, dude, yeah, you got to think like, what athletes have the most sex? What Olympic athletes? I feel like, like water polo. Those guys are like jacked, ready to go. <laughs> a lot of endurance. That's they're jacked, but they have endurance too. Like they seem like they would party, dude. Apparently, if you're a house flipper or something, you go to fucking Olympic Village. You build somebody a nice little cabana, little <laughs> a little bed. They'd be like, "Great, thanks. Here you go. Here's your money. Fuck out of here." I think the problem is Tokyo just has no space. Like there's just you, there's no ability to to do anything else. I mean, when they had it in Atlanta yeah. back in the day, you could have a little like you know get your RV set up. You can go party at like a mile out there. <laughs> Tokyo, where are you going? You get on the bullet train? Everything yeah, is fucking. Like, where uh, do you go? And our hotel is like stupid expensive. It's like one of the most expensive cities in the world. I'm thinking size wise, right? If this thing's made for not two people, right? Uh, what's the average person they're looking at, right? So if you look at the average Summer Olympics, they're all runners, um, volleyball, there sumo like, in the Olympics. Well, there's not a lot of like heavy people, right? Don't do like shot putters, shot Shot putters, the hammer throw, wrestling. Like now, those guys are coming in, and girls, they're coming in. Boom, they're going right through their bed, probably. But the weightlifters, dude, they got the whole weightlifting category. Remember that? Like sleeping on the floor. They're like they took the mattress. The guy who became a chick and is like, oh, I'm a female athlete. Oh, from New Zealand. I don't even want to talk about that. That's weird shit. It's super weird. And you know, well, I don't care what anybody does with their sexuality. I, I care in this point because we've seen it with UFC where there was a man that became a woman Bail that and went Fox. and fought another woman, beat Didn't the tell shit her. out of her. Didn't Did the tell her that her. she was previously a male. Yeah. Beat the living shit out of her. And people are like, well, it shouldn't matter. Well, it does when you're talking about competition directly. Between a man and a woman, there's a, a lot bit bit of difference of hormone develop, you know, muscle development, hormones, and there's just, I don't know. I think I'll be fired from this podcast, like Jimmy the Greek or something like that, for <laughs> saying, Luckily, speaking out. We, under the road, somebody got to say it. No sponsors, and you know <laughs> what? No right. one can fire us. It's our own goddamn podcast. You HR oh, wait, is. I just got a call. All of our I'm, sponsors I'm, dropped us. I'm fucking HR. You know what? You're getting right. promoted. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. Who's, the, who's the captain? So this guy, Laurel Hubbard. So this guy probably sucked in his competition and is like, oh, you know what might be, make me actually win a gold medal is I'll become a woman. So all these female athletes who are like busting their ass to compete are getting screwed over because this loser guy is like, oh, I'm gonna become a chick now so I can I can win a medal. He's yeah. 43. He's the oldest lifter at the games. And competed and in 2013 want- as a guy and didn't win shit. 
look, if you wanted to be a girl, yeah, that's good. That's fine and everything. But like, I, I don't know. I kind of draw the line at, at this with, so I'm in Florida now. Florida did a whole thing where they're talking about high school kids that are like changing their identity and stuff. And I think they made a rule that you can't compete in a women's or men's thing if you were born the opposite sex or something like that. They're doing something and people are on uprage. I'm like, hey, what are these are kids? You're not even an adult. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing that that I the 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 biggest like end the argument thing for me is that I mean, I don't care what you do either. God bless you, whatever you want to do. But how come no naturally born female has ever converted to a male and competed and won anything? Boom. Exactly. Like imagine if you were born a female and go, you know what? I love basketball. I think I'm a dude. I'm going to become a male. Good luck with that. Good luck. Watch the WNBA versus the NBA. It's like watching two completely different sports. But why don't they play each other every year? <sighs> Actually, right? if the women's USA soccer team played the men's USA soccer team, I think the women would win. All the men would be crying, laying on the ground so much. The girls would be they're already like, crying. They'll all be kneeling down. It'll be it'll be a complete disaster. But they're already crying. Another, there's kneeling. There's crying. There's a whole bunch here's of shit going another on. crazy, crazy fact: the for the women's track and field, the hundred meter dash. You know, it's like the, the fastest person alive, fastest man alive, fastest woman alive. Right. The the world record time for women is matched or beaten by hundreds of high school boys every year. Like that's just, and again, it's nothing not to criticize women or to put them down. It's just, it's, it's different. We're built differently for different things you know what I'm no dude you, can have the women, hormones have been no going dudes can for have a, that many years you can't just switch it you can't turn Crazy. that off and you know what if i'm a i as a naturally born male can go okay i'm a female today but you know what i'm not having a baby i can't produce life like that doesn't fucking work it just yeah. doesn't and you know what the fact that we're trying to take women and turn them into making them more manly and calling it feminism is just, it's, it's ridiculous to me. And it's funny, like women are becoming more manly. Men are becoming more feminine and it's making yeah. this weird kind of like group. And of, then you talk to women and they're like, I want a man to be a man. I can't find a good man. I find these like living at home till they're 30. No little backbone. Bitches at home. That's crying bitches. Yeah. Right. Like you don't joining, find a real man. It's just a bunch of unfuckable people in the middle. Boom, that's it. They're right? just gravitating towards the middle. Like, you're a little too much of that. You're a little too much of that. Totally unfuckable. All right. You, know, you have, have like, Olympic Village, though. You got like Jason Village. Momoa, you know, like <laughs> you got a guy. And then, like, like, I don't even know who like, a hot chick is anymore. Like, I don't even know. Like, I saw they like Cindy Crawford. Like, that's how like stupid I am. <sighs> she's still hot, though, uh, like 70 or whatever she is. I got to say, she's still pretty, I don't know, whatever melon she's putting on her face. Like, She's like, got that melon. Like thing. Scarlett Johansson. Like she's she's like old now too. Like I don't know. She doesn't look like she's aging either, though. Her and and Scarlett Johansson, and I gotta say, uh there's three people. Scarlett Johansson, um Cameron Diaz. You mentioned no, no, uh, what's her face? Um who'd you just mention? Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford and um Christy Elizabeth Brinkley. Hurl. Christy Brinkley's Christy like Brinkley. 70. stunning. It's 
stunning. Damn. And her daughter, not stunning. Like yeah. she is all Billy Joel. And as much well, surgery as she wanted to get, it is not unbillying the Joel. So here's the thing, right? So like it's like the Kardashians, right? They have so much plastic surgery, you don't even know who they are. And then they have a kid and like doesn't look anything like the mother. Yeah, because they had so much plastic surgery, like they don't fit like who they were born from. Like who's this little like furry little kid? It's like, well, that's what you people looked like before you got like hundreds of thousands of dollars in plastic surgery. And it's did you do plastic surgery or change your genetics? You can't change your genetics. They keep they they keep I feel like they keep getting like that much surgery like every couple years. Like we like most people change their clothes every couple years. Like they just change their bodies every couple years. Their bodies like, oh, I like to wear bigger tits, less tits, big ass, less ass, more hair, less hair, (laughs) blonde hair, green hair, blue hair, whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. It's all over the place. I don't even know. But anyway, at least Tokyo is trying to do something about it. Throwing condoms and freaking cardboard beds at people. I respect that. But these people are going to find a way. I wonder if they're going to have like oh, a, yeah. like bang bus is going to be like, hey man, we got like buses <laughs> cruising around town. If, beep, you, beep. If, if you have an Olympic medal, you can borrow the bus for free. Beep, beep. We got bang bus coming. <laughs> bang bus, if you want to be a sponsor, call us. Like, uh, like bang bus work with Uber. They have like a special like <laughs> special you can unlock it if you show like an Olympic medal. You show the shuttle. medal, boom. It unlocks a special oh. like Uber bang bus option. That's a that's a genius business idea. So how about little compartments and doors open up separately for the compartments and you rent it by the hour, but you pull up the bus and you do whatever you want to do. You want to hang out, you want to <laughs> sing songs in there, you want to have a little wine, whatever you want to do. It's your little private enclave for like an like hour a mobile pod the problem is how <laughs> how often would you have to pull a thing out of service and clean it because that sounds like it could be really so they have to be removable gross. pods so you have them on a flatbed and you take them out and then they're fully you just plug a hose in it and it washes everything out or even better have a helicopter just, just cruise right above it and like pull the pot out and bring it to like uh the cleaning Oop. facility that's it that's Very it modular i like that pot on pot off pot on pot on <laughs> I like that. Got, Maybe we can, uh, you know, pods is down here. I got to, they're right down there in uh, St. Pete. I got to reach out to them. I got a new business idea for them. Apparently that's the new big expensive thing now is those um, shipping containers. Like it was lumber a few months oh, ago. Yeah. Lumber was so hot. Now it's shipping containers. And they, those used to be the cheapest thing. People are like, yeah, I'll get them, chuck them on my own piece of land, chuck it out there and I'll use the store stuff or live in it, whatever they want to do. The local brewery here, they changed their, uh, they took a, shipping container and they kind of cut holes in it for uh windows for a store nice they made like a little store out of the the shipping container they probably now like bolted it back up and sold it because of how crazy expensive they are jeez you've been a white man white i've been past it uh it's it's like half the size of a shipping container a shipping container would make that double the size Uh, the one in uh, hasbrook heights or the one in jersey yes No, Hasbro Heights. I went there. They got good little burgers. I got to say, weird kind of original before White Castle kind of burgers. Huh. But very interesting. Well, speaking of delicious and burgers and ass burgers. Now. 
How about South Park creators aim to buy Casa Bonita restaurant featured on show? That episode was a long time ago. I don't remember when. Dude, I love that episode. Casa Casa Bonita. Bonita. Yes. Cartman fucking loved that place. Casa Bonita. Sopapia. Sopapia. (laughs) Casa Bonita is filing for chapter 11 on April 6th. But it is possible, and it looks like it's trying. They're trying to make it happen that uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are trying to work out a deal so that they can buy it. Do you know nice. how hilarious and amazing that is? If they would pull this off, so, so you keep keep running that episode in there and like integrate it. It's fucking awesome. Oh my god! So if you're familiar with the area, it's in Lakewood. Colorado, the enormous Mexican restaurant, which features an arcade, cave, and waterfall with cliff divers, among other attractions, opened in 1974. Should the sale occur... That episode was real. Yes. Parker says the duo, along with additional unidentified Colorado-based restaurateurs, have big plans for the destination. We started talking about the changes we're going to make, mostly with the food, Parker said. We're going Ooh. to make really <laughs> awesome food. I was already thinking about how I was going to make Black Bart's Cave a little bigger. Uh, the beloved childhood location for Parker and Stone, Casa Bonita has received several mentions in South Park and was even the focus <laughs> of a classic 2003 episode. Awesome. Casa Bonita was also featured in the 2017 video game South Park, The Fractured But Whole, as part of the downloadable content. So they better have sopapillas. <laughs> Apparently it was on the cusp of reopening last year, uh, but they failed a health inspection and then pandemic happened and SOL. <laughs> but this could happen. We could have Casa Bonita owned by South Park. I mean, we really, if, if we are not living in a simulation and if this isn't proof of it, I, I don't know what else you need. I can't help you. So I looked up Sopapias. Have you ever had a bignette? I don't think so. So bignette's like kind of like a almost like a little fried piece of it's almost like a zeppoli. But zeppoli is like pizza dough. Okay. Bignette is made from yeast dough. And then a sopapia is light and flaky. And so, bignettes are a little soft and doughy, which are kind of like Zeppelis, right? A little soft mm-hmm. and doughy, and they put the powdered sugar, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, P is a little light and flaky. It's the same. Nice. Sounds good to me. I, I think they have to have soap PS. <laughs> have to, obviously. They, see, if they don't, I'll be like, I'll call number one bullshit. No soap PS. <laughs> number one bullshit. <laughs> throwback <laughs> the last week that's right all right last up doing the coup de gras here we have the woke coke drug dealers are marketing ethically sourced cocaine <laughs> so you know everybody Finally. wants to do a lot of everybody wants to do a lot of coke or two but don't you want your cocaine to be ethically sourced like i know i would feel better that it's ethically sourced. I'm like, very uncomfortable if my Coke has not been made by, you know, farm to table, organic, grass fed Coke 
farmers. Man, farm to table Coke. <laughs> farm to like, table Coke. You see, you see who actually made the Coke. Like, <laughs> I had a picture of them. Like, that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, think about it. Like, if if you have an illegal drug, don't you want to know that that drug dealer is a little bit more, um, ethically conscious than the conscious than the other uh, drug dealers on the block? You kind of want to get the right one from the right guy or girl. I'm saying this just, I, I, I don't even, <laughs> I mean, I so Brits are looking sense. to ease their conscience. So Brits are looking to ease that, ease their conscience over the involvement of bloody drug wars. So now they're tangled by cynical dealers saying what, what they claim, what they claim is ethically sourced. So users have revealed a high demand for the so-called woke Coke at posh dinner parties across the UK. So you go to a posh dinner party, they're like, yeah, you want some woke Coke? People are like, yeah, sure. A lot of Coke, whatever. Drug policy expert says from the Daily Mirror, uh, told the Daily Mirror, I've been shown ads for environmentally friendly sniff, but that's nothing. But it's nothing but a very clever marketing ploy. Do you think he real that users were paying through the nose for the gimmick? Waka waka. This is absolutely hilarious. Like this is something when you look at like rich celebrities and how like stupid they are, like this is the perfect product for that crew. You know, you have a party. It's like, or you, or imagine you're like the drug dealer to the stars and you're like, well, you know, you could get this regular Coke. It's like, or this one. I mean, ethically sourced. I mean, this is, we actually have a picture of the farmer and his children. Here they are. They're very happy. We put them <laughs> on the bag. We put them on the wrapper. So you can just make sure you see them and know that, you know, the, the money is going right to them. That's awesome. So they're actually saying this got started by a former soap opera actress. And I'm not even going to grace her with the name. That makes perfect um, sense. Reveal that celebrities are were. It's from sustainable sources in South America. Hasn't South America yeah. been sustainable for Coke for decades? Like I don't think the sustainability so is the issue. Sustainable sources, and she's saying it's all PC. It's two hundred pounds a gram, and they uh, they've got their vegan food and organic wine and their woke Coke and spliff going. How could this dummy tell the difference? So really? she, maybe she can or can't, but you know what? She's selling that shit for them like crazy. She, hopefully she's getting free Coke and whatever else she's getting. Um, and you know, the person is like snorting it being like, you know what? This definitely is. It, it's very different. It, it really, I feel more clean when I oh snort this God. Coke. I feel better I've about been myself. Around those ass- so here's the thing. I've been that asshole. There's many people that are those assholes. They're like, you have a bottle of water. Tap water versus a bottled water versus Fiji versus uh, Nestle versus like all the different ones. You sub, oh, I like this water. This water is better. It's fucking water. H2O. I only drink iceberg queefed water. That's the only <laughs> water I'll ever drink. Is it delicious? So- it- there's more H and less O in it. It's delicious. So when you talk about like being 1% and being like on a list that a lot of people don't even know about, like I'm sure there's a lot of people in this world that are just happy to have water. 
Not to mention Iceberg Queethwater would be the highlight of their day. But they probably wouldn't even notice because you know what? They just want fucking water. So if you're at that level that you want this specific water with this specific taste, you know, go have at it. I mean, somebody's got to make money off it. And like the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yeah. You've kind of a bottled water. (laughs) Is bottled water on there? Bottled iceberg queef water. It's actually way near the tip of that iceberg. (laughs) (laughs) Bottled iceberg queef. Yeah, that's right. You you did run into an iceberg asshole. You know, you you could just kind (laughs) of. Titanic iceberg queef water. It's the best. It's all I can drink. Why didn't anybody survive? Really? Nobody survived. No. All those furs on that boat and nobody fucking survived. Embarrassing. And they say fur is cruel. I mean, it's really cruel because it didn't keep it warm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So there you go. Ethically sourced everything these days. Yeah. My well, notes are eco- ethically sourced. Just saying. I, I believe they are. <laughs> <laughs> All natural, man. All natural. All natural. Sustainable. That's how we ski. We ski. That's a, That's how we roll. All natural. There you go. Well, that on that note, that wraps up the old podcast for the week. Thank you all so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. What am I missing? Socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped. We are at Podcast. We have some fun interviews coming up over the next few weeks. If you're here for the skiing, you are in luck because... Very good interviews. We've got some great interviews. We're going to get everyone stoked up, ready to get excited for the fall and winter. Big stuff planned. Mario, you and I are going to be hanging out more, going into ski season, getting ready, spreading the love, spreading the stoke, and we are super excited. We're going to have fun this summer. And then we're going to get back to it, and it's going to be glorious, and we're going to get on the snow more than we did last year, 100%. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluting. See ya.